the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is bringing the southern border crisis home literally to the Biden administration's borders are. Another busload of illegal migrants, many from Venezuela, showed up the other day outside the official Washington, D.C. residence of Vice President Kamala Harris. This time there were 30 people, men, women, and children. D.C.'s migrant crisis pales in comparison to that of Texas. So far, about 1,200 migrants from 370 families are being housed in several hotels, costing D.C. residents $8 million so far. Rich Thomason reporting. A labor union representing more than 200,000 railway workers in Germany says it's canceling plans for a two-day strike after employers met one of its key demands. The EVG union was going to walk off tonight. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson coming up this hour here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this Sunday afternoon. Let's look at your weather forecast. Today's high around 72 degrees. Cloudy skies all day today. Into your evening hours, clouds do stick around with a low around 50 degrees tonight. Monday has some sunshine for the afternoon. High around 77 degrees. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. And for those of you who are fortunate and blessed to still have your mothers with you. Hope you're spoiling them on today. Yeah, it is a uh, pre-recorded edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, the closer, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, this is a time where I usually get out to give out the phone number, but like I say, we're pre-recording, so uh, not going to do that. But again, hope you are having a blessed Mother's Day weekend. For those of you, again, who are mothers or for those of you who are still blessed, like I am, to have your mother still with you and to be able to celebrate her 
uh, like uh, we are doing with um, with my mom this weekend. So, uh, again, we hope you are enjoying your day. But, hey, you can still feel free to leave a comment or a question via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, Mitch and I, uh, we monitor that hashtag on Twitter. So if you want to leave a comment or a question about any of our show content, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly engage. That's uh, perfectly fine. But uh, a lot to get to on uh, the broadcast today. Now, some of the stuff I'm I'm bringing up, I'm uh, going to try to address some local issues here the first segment or two. Some of the stuff I'm going to bring up may have been resolved by the time you're hearing this, because this is uh, about 48 hours before this program uh, is airing. And I got a email, because I am a member of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, and I got an email from Brian Strasser, friend of the broadcast, and of course chair of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, uh, Thursday evening where he said, I'll be brief, the DFL think they have the votes to pass Senate File 2909, which is the public safety omnibus bill, with gun control provisions. And they may be planning on moving the bill as soon as Friday. Under current rules, they are only required to provide 12 hours notice. The Rules Committee could waive even that. So we expect they will try to ramrod this through as soon as possible. So the gun control provisions in this bill are universal background checks, which is also known as universal gun registration, as well as red flag confiscation. Now, this past week, uh, Grant Hoschild, who is the senator up in Senate District 3, kind of the Iron Range area, northeast uh, Minnesota, it, you know, that was a Tom Box district for years and years. And Tom Bach, despite being a DFLer until his last two years as a senator, when he and, <clears throat> excuse me, the late, great David Tomasoni switched from DFL to independent, he uh, was very strong pro-gun advocate, despite being the DFLer. But now, the DFL is basically run by the Metrocrats, evidenced by, I think it was 2020, maybe it was 2021, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of got a frog in my throat there, when they were holding leadership elections, Tom Bach was the Senate minority leader, and they ended up voting him out in favor of uh, Susan Kent, who was a DFLer out of the Woodbury area. So it was very clear by that move the DFL was focusing on issues that catered more to the metrocentric uh, portions of their base. And then, of course, in 2020, when Tom Bach was reelected, he then switched to being an independent and was an independent the last two years before he retired and didn't seek re-election. Well, Grant Hoschild ran in his district, and he was running against uh, a, um, I forget the lady's name. Uh, unfortunately, she lost. She was a Republican, former mayor of Babbitt, Minnesota. She lost by a narrow margin, and that was the one district I was keeping my eye on. I said, you know, going into the 2022 elections, the, de- the Republicans had a very narrow majority in the Senate. And if the Republicans are in the minority in the House and Senate and, of course, lose the governor's office, then it's carte blanche DFL for the DFL to do whatever they want. And the one issue that I was real concerned about was gun control. Well, sure enough, Grant Hoschild emerged victorious. And I remember texting Rob Doerr, who is the uh, vice president of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, 
I texted him and asked him, I said, you know, I know you give out candidate surveys to all of the candidates, Republicans, Democrats, independents, whomever. Were there any DFLers that by chance got a passing grade on your candidate surveys? And Rob replied to me via text with a one-word answer. Nope. And I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long session. I mean, it's all right. I mean, the first week out of the shoot, the DFL passed abortion on demand without restrictions and uh, all sorts of other just maniacal legislation. And they broke their promise on repealing the Social Security tax and uh, their passed a crippling uh, energy bill that is uh, going to do nothing but drive up costs while not providing the most efficient energy, Uh, just all sorts of uh, maniacal things. The the, uh, uh, sanctuary state for kids who want to take puberty blockers and other uh, questionable drugs because they they're going, they're enduring the gender dysphoria. And instead of treating that gender dysphoria, we're just going to, engage in the kids' desires because as Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan says, we should listen to kids and what they want. You know, and and as I've said before, I wanted to join the Rebel Alliance when I was nine years old and help fight the evil empire, and I was not believed. So, again, where was my Peggy Flanagan-like advocate? I, You know, I've I've said all this before, but they finally got around to gun control, and that was going to kind of be their big hill to kind of overcome because you've got Rob Kupek, who's Senate District 4, which is the north uh or kind of the northwest portion or northwest area of minnesota you know it kind of border it kind of borders right in the middle of north dakota and minnesota right on that area and then like i said grant hoschild who is now the senator in tom box district and that's kind of the iron range area very pro gun folks and judy seberger judy seberger is in Senate District 41, which covers kind of like uh, areas of like Afton uh, and Grant, and it goes down through Cottage Grove and Hastings, Lake Elmo, that general area. A little more moderate area, but she won that election by 300 votes. And as a matter of fact, just the other day, Judy Seberger was complaining, you know, because Ken Martin was talking about how there's no state, you know, on Twitter, this was a couple of weeks ago, Ken Martin was bragging about it. You know, there's no state in the country delivering a more progressive agenda than Minnesota. Period. End stop. Elections matter. We are using the power we have to make the biggest difference we can for as many people as we can. Because as I've said many times on this program, the Dem- the DFL is governing like, A, they have a permanent majority and they're just going to do whatever they want, whenever they want, one run roughshod over the minority. Okay. And again, a lot of the, and this, uh, like I say, this gun control bill, this was done in a committee meeting with, with zero Republican involvement. And so therefore, because it was done up in, in committees, it can go to the floor and it just, it goes to the floor for an up or down vote. There's no chance to amend these bills because they were put together. They were reconciled in, in a in conference committee between the house and Senate versions of the public safety omnibus bill. So really, it's it's all boils down to these three senators, uh, Senator Rob Kupek, Senate District 4, Senator Judy Seberger, Senate District 41, and, represent, and or excuse me, Senator Grant Hochschild, Senate District 3. If any one of those flips and joins 33 Republicans in opposing 
this Senate file 2909, it can be stopped. Well, Grant Hochschild has already signaled that, you know, and of course he did the typical, you know, uh, gun-grabbing demagoguery. I can't look my child in the face and say that I couldn't have done everything I could to keep him safe. I'm a hunter. I grew up a hunter, and I have a we can, we can balance to have uh, where we can make public safety a priority, well as well as protecting the rights of gun owners. Yeah, but the problem is, universal background checks don't do that because this is like I say, it's just gun registration, and it's also an arduous process of you have to pay in order to. You have to do uh, basically a background check on transferring your firearm. Like if I had a hunting rifle and I wanted to loan it to a cousin of mine, a cousin that I've known literally all my life to go hunting, we have to file transfer paperwork and go through the background checks and all that garbage. And in order for me to get my personal property back, we got to do the whole thing all over again. But they they always say, well, who opposes background checks? Why would you oppose get someone purchasing a firearm getting a background check? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, there are already background checks. All right, I, as a permit to carry holder, I had to pass a background check when I applied for a permit to carry with my county where I live. And once that was approved and I got my permit to carry, I went to buy a firearm. Guess what? I had to, I had to, pay, I had to endure another whole background check just to purchase a firearm at my local firearms dealer. So there are already background checks in place. So this will do nothing to stop gun violence. This is what they're chortling about, the DFLers, the gun grabbers. And Governor Walls saying, you know, thoughts and prayers are, you know, I'm sick and tired of hearing about thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Which is a stupid chanting point. I may get to that in a little bit. But this will do nothing to curb gun violence. Not a thing. Because if you look at the mass shootings... Okay, individuals who have these firearms obtain them illegally or they already passed background checks. So there was nothing here that can that would prevent these spree killings. Nothing. And then the red flag gun confiscation. How how are these laws remotely constitutional where a judge can make a ruling on you that you're not mentally well enough to own a firearm and you might be a danger to others and yourself, okay, based on some mental health reports. So we're going to confiscate your personal property. You're not being charged with the crime. And yet a judge can rule that they can take your personal property and maybe go a step beyond that and that law gets logged into your record and then all of a sudden you're deprived of your right to keep and bear arms because... Somebody declares you mentally unfit, but you haven't committed a crime. Where, where Where's the due process? The, the, none of this makes sense to me. And again, none of this is effective in curbing gun violence. Heck, you've you've heard of spree killings taking place like in, in Colorado. There were a couple of high profiles mass shootings there. Where they have strong red flag laws. How did it not stop the gunman? So this is this is what we're up against. And again, this is all in response to spree killings where we just need to do something, anything, just do something. Thoughts and prayers aren't enough. And that's a straw man because no one says, oh, thoughts and prayers. OK, we'll move on. No, there the Republicans, conservatives have offered plenty of proposals, but they're all summarily rejected. Why? Because. 
progressives want to get the guns. If there's any laws that they attempt to put in place, it's to get guns. It isn't to curb gun violence. It isn't to make it easier for law-abiding citizens to get guns while ensuring that people who have no right to have guns keep them out of their hands. No, it's all about just getting the guns, gun grabbing. 651-289-4488 is not the number to call because I'm not live today. It's habit. I apologize, folks. Brad Carlson, closer. Happy Mother's Day to you and yours. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. In the white room with black curtains near the station. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You want to feel important. You want to feel a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way too. I'm Second Lieutenant Logan Swanson from Rosemount, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people, just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard and aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and executive producer of a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept I call the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollar saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even People who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you are over 50 and want a bigger, better retirement with less money, call to get a free copy of this brand new movie, 1-800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free, plus two hours of bonus behind-the-scenes footage. No credit card required. Call right now, 1-800-578-3535. That's 1-800-578-3535. Again, 1-800-578-3535. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 
Back with another segment on the broadcast. The closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network on a special Mother's Day edition. Happy Mother's Day to you moms out there. As well as for those of you who have your mother still with you, as I am uh, blessed to still have my mom with us. Uh, we are talking about this uh, legislative session. You know, talked a lot about the gun-grabbing efforts that are taking place uh, among Senate DFLers. Uh, basically, the, the, uh, it's interesting to me, uh, I pointed out Ken Martin's quote about how, you know, Minnesota's delivering a more progressive agenda than any state in the country. And Judy Seberger, one of the three kind of uh, self-proclaimed moderate Democrats, says, you know, I, I feel it's important to point out that there are a few moderate lawmakers who wish we were passing bills that were a little more, you know, moderate. Well, uh, I got news for you, uh, Senator Seberger. You can vote your conscience here. I get it. No one likes to be a lone wolf and scuttle entire legislation that, say, the House passed and the governor would sign. I get that. That's an uncomfortable position to be in. But I guarantee you this, if, if Senators Kupek, Hochschild, and, and Steberger vote uh, for gun control, um, they're probably not going to be reelected in 2026 when the Senate is up again. So just uh, just kind of want to throw that out there. You know, um, I, they, I am... I got to brag a little bit because I'm kind of like a, a proud dad, proud uncle. Senator Julia Coleman, who, if you've been listening to my show for a while, uh, she first came on this broadcast back in early 2014 when she was Miss Minneapolis and she was competing in Miss Minnesota. And she came on for a weekly segment after her initial appearance and she talked about wanting to get into political media and maybe elected office someday. Well, she is a senator. Uh, she is. She was first elected in 2020, re-elected in 2022, represents Carver County area. Uh, she introduced legislation a couple of months ago to name a portion of the highway in Chanhassen as Prince Rogers Nelson uh, Highway or Memorial Freeway, whatever, whatever specifically it's called. Uh, yeah, Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway. It's a stretch, uh, uh, Minnesota Highway 5 in, uh, in Chanhassen, where, of course, Paisley Park Studios was located, where Prince obviously did his work and lived. And uh, there was an ABC News piece on there that, you know, got national news. ABC News carried this story, and the headline read, Signed in Purple Ink, Minnesota Dedicates a Highway to Prince. And there was Julia, her picture prominently displayed, you know, with the article. So very proud of Julia for carrying this. Julia has been one of the stronger bipartisan legislators here. She helped, you know, this was obviously got bipartisan support. The governor signed it into law. And then she and uh, Representative Ellie Nangan on the House side worked to exempt certain baby products like strollers, which are pretty spendy these days, uh, from being subject to sales tax. Because obviously being a parent, it's very, very, uh, very expensive so any area they can get relief, i.e. through sales tax relief on certain baby items, is a, a tremendous help. So kudos to Senator Coleman and, and Representative Engen for getting that done. We've got some tremendous young stars on the Republican side So in the legislature. So if there's if there's any way we can get either chamber back, if not both chambers, by 2026, uh, there's, there's some great opportunities here yet. I'm not ready to declare this a, a progressive haven, Minnesota, just yet. Okay? And we, the voters, we can stand up. And we can realize the danger of giving all DFL control to this state. It's not pretty. Okay. I remember when it happened 10 years ago, it wasn't pretty then. And it's orders of magnitude worse now. So hopefully we can get to it before it's too late. 
But I did want to continue on the uh, firearms discussion. You know, we talked last weekend a little bit about the shooting at the Allen, Texas Mall, where a gunman whose name will not be called here uh, opened fire, killing seven or eight people, wounding several others, just pulled up to a mall and started opening fire, killing people. And, of course, you get the gun grabbers say, well... What do you expect in Texas? It's basically a free for all. It's like the okay, it's like the okay corral down there. I mean, this is what you get when you get permitless carry, and you know they they do the scare quotes, quote unquote, constitutional carry, and all that other stuff. Well, this had nothing to do with who gets to carry a firearm because it seems pretty clear that this person should not have been allowed to carry a firearm. Again, some of the details are still coming out. It's amazing how the Nashville Covenant school shooter, we're we're not able to get our hands on that manifesto, but if there are allegations that the Texas shooter had some white supremacist sympathies, amazing how that was out within 48 hours, isn't it? So uh, I want to link to an audio clip. Uh, Jira Hutchins, she's someone I follow on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is clearing the chamber, so very staunch Second Amendment advocate and staunch female Second Amendment advocate and her and and there are several other prominent female gun owners are making it their mission to get more women to carry guns. Okay, and as we've seen, particularly since the pandemic, the highest demographic of new gun owners are minorities and females and and particularly minority females. Right. So. Uh, when I say that Texas is uh, has very gun-friendly laws, they do. But the problem is, you know, we got we uh, staunch Second Amendment advocates. We pack the rhetorical gear to beat back gun grabbers' chanting points. But are we putting our money where our mouths are? I.e., are we packing the literal gear? And Jarrah Hutchins, who was on a show entitled The All-American Savage, it's a podcast. Uh, I believe it's down in Texas. I know that's where Jarrah lives anyways. Um, she talked, quite frankly, about how we gun owners bear a tremendous responsibility. Uh, because you know Peter Johnson has been on this show several times saying this very thing. We're responsible for our own safety, our own protection. Because the law enforcement response to the shootings at the Nashville Covenant School, as well as Old National Bank in Louisville, Kentucky, as well as the mall in Allen, Texas, Allen Outlet Mall. The law enforcement response has been tremendous. They were on site, they ran toward the danger, and neutralized the gunman quickly. But not before multiple atrocities were committed. Because, let's face it, when you call 911, when you realize there's a shooting taking place, law enforcement can only get there so quickly. At best-case scenario, if they're there in five minutes, multiple atrocities likely have occurred. So it's when it's uncomfortable, and I don't necessarily like it, but the onus is on us gun owners more than ever when we're hearing about all these. So, uh, Spencer, if we have this is re- ready, this is cut number one. This is Jira Hutchins talking very frankly on the All-American Savage podcast. Well, it, it kind of leads us to another statement that nobody wants to make. Mm-hmm. Does part of this blame i don't know if that's the right word belong to the incredible amount of people who were at that mall that didn't carry 
you're saying what people are thinking. It's, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, are thinking. I'm glad you got there because, you know, if we watch the video, I'm not going to show the video, but in the video, you see the guy get out of the vehicle. He's got an AR-15, I believe it was, um, and he starts engaging right off the bat. Now, I saw two vehicles drive by. Nobody did anything. But again, I think that's that whole fight or flight thing. And you make you bring up a very, very good point we talked about prior to the show is like how many people are actually carrying how many people are actually Th- carrying? That's the whole point. They're not. And I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second. Go right because ahead. I think this is really important. So when we when we look at the last 20 or 25 years of gun carrying in Texas, we had this license to carry program. It started out as concealed handgun license, evolved into LTC. And the statistics were there. And less than 5% of the Texas population even cared to get an LTC, which means that legally less than 5% of the Texas population was even carrying a gun. But you have 50% or more of the population that own at least one firearm. So that's a problem in and of itself. So we we brought in constitutional carry. We got rid of license to carry, okay? And we've seen actually an uptick a little bit of licensure. Still looking at, if I had to estimate it, I'm telling you, I think less than 1% of the Texas population actually carries every day. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. If I can go somewhere with my gun legally, and hell, sometimes illegally, I'm going to say it right now on the camera. You don't know where I'm going, okay? I will carry all the time because exactly because of situations like this you never know when and you never know where and it literally happened in one of the most popular places that mass shootings happen which is the mall once again foundationally they win when you don't carry yeah i agree because physics kinesiology science all back this claim Mm -hmm. that only people who are there in a situation of duress can adequately respond to it Mm -hmm. there's a there's a level of time Mm -hmm. there's you have to have respect for time you have to understand time Mm -hmm. and that's what happens they win when you don't carry oh i agree yeah that that's spot on and here's the thing if there were more you know, and Mitch Berg has it on his blog, shotinthedark.info, a link to all the stories where a good guy with a gun neutralized shootings. And again, this is something that Peter uh, Johnson talks about on this broadcast all the time. Is when someone wants to commit a spree killing, whatever their motivation is, whether they want to take out their anger or frustration on the world, or, you know, there was the uh, the old National Bank shooter in Louisville who had some mental illness issues and he said, Hey, I want to show you how easy it is to purchase a firearm when you're mentally ill, you know? And that was his kind of his dying wish. I'm going to take out people and that'll be my dying, kind of my dying wish, so to speak. Well, guess what? He did it in the gun free zone because they know that's where they can get, they can commit the most atrocities. The Nashville covenant school shooter, the sheriff in that County, Flat out said, look, this person's manifesto indicated that they wanted to go to another location, but knew that there would be a heavy presence of security firearms. So there's your answer right there. If there is a store or establishment or a mall that says so-and-so bans guns here, they know that they can commit a significant number of atrocities before they're ultimately neutralized. So they're not going to go where they know that there's a presence of guns. And again, if we, I, my, 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 here's my mindset. I'd rather not own a gun, much less carry one everywhere I go. But I acknowledge that, hey, we're ultimately responsible for our own safety. There are plenty of, 
Supreme Court cases that have where law enforcement jurisdictions have been sued for not providing adequate protection or timely protection or whatnot. And the Supreme Court said basically has decided through multiple cases, through multiple precedents, you do not have a right to law enforcement protection. So you're going to try to undermine my right to defend myself when a Supreme Court rules that way? You know, that's where us gun owners have to stand up. But if we're not exercising our God-given right, what defense do we have to hit back against these legislatures that want to undermine our ability to carry? And and I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, there was a shooting that took place at the Mall of America here, obviously in the Twin Cities. And a friend of mine's wife was there at the mall and... When there was a shooting, the protocol is to, you know, put the cages down in each of the stores and then, you know, get out of sight until an all clear is declared. And so there were customers in the store. The cage was put down. There was a handful of customers plus the store clerk that hid in the storeroom. And someone asked, is there anybody in here carrying a firearm in case the gunman were to come in here? Nobody was carrying a firearm. Because the Mall of America is a gun-free zone. Well, here's the dirty little secret. If you're going into a store or a mall or a restaurant where they say so-and-so bans guns on the premises and you're carrying a firearm, what are they going to do? They may ask you to leave. Okay, goodbye. That's what I would do because I keep my firearm concealed. I go into plenty of establishments. I'm not going to say which ones, but I go into plenty of establishments where they have those signs up, you know, so-and-so bans guns in this premises. And if anybody happens to find out that I'm carrying, I'll gladly leave. No problem. Kind of like if I go to somebody's house and I don't want to take my shoes off, you know, I can either fight with them over it and say, I want, I'd rather keep my shoes on or it's like, okay, fine. It's not worth uh, uh, dying on this hill, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, I'll leave. So th- this, this more than anything underscores how if you're a Second Amendment advocate, You have to put your money where your mouth is. And as Jira kind of said in the caption on this video, uh, if you think that the Second Amendment isn't becoming a use it or lose it right, you're insane. Because the more this happens and the less we respond, the easier it will be for them to take your right to defensive way. So you just watch. Go to the range. Carry every day. Brad Carlson, The Closer, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. A Mother's Day edition of the Narn back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. 
Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning in on this uh, Mother's Day edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Again, uh, to you mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. And uh, if your mother is uh, still with you, hope you are uh, taking advantage of this day to uh, treat her well. That's for sure. Uh, we are going to take a transition now and uh, talk to uh, school choice advocate Corey DeAngelis. Uh, Corey is a senior fellow at the American Federation for Children. He is also the executive director at Educational Freedom Institute, an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, a senior fellow at Reason Foundation, and a board member at Liberty Justice Center. Obviously, we want to have uh, Corey on to talk about uh, the school choice revolution, which is certainly, uh, it's, you know, we've been talking about on this show for quite some time that it is kind of the civil rights issue of, of our era. But particularly during the pandemic, uh, you better believe it's certainly the sense of urgency has been uh, heightened. Uh, Corey, if you follow him on Twitter and you see the various videos he posts out there advocating for school choice, he's got a very simple statement, fun students, not systems. So we welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the aforementioned Corey DeAngelis. Corey, good to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? 
Hey, doing well. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, I guess, uh, Corey, before we get into uh, some of the work that you've been putting together and uh, some, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the states that have passed some high-profile school choice legislation, uh, talk to us a little bit personally. How did you personally get involved in this? Because it's pretty obvious you're very passionate about this endeavor. So how did this endeavor start for you, Corey DeAngelis? Yeah, I actually started as a researcher at the University of Arkansas, where I did my Ph.D. in education policy, and I solely focused my research on school choice initiatives with my first study linking the longest-standing modern-day voucher program in the country in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to crime later on in life. We were able to look up student-level records uh, of data over time from the longitudinal evaluation of the program, finding that by the time the students became about 25 to 30 years of age, we looked up their criminal records, compared them to the students in the public school system after adjusting for background characteristics of the student and family and found significant reductions in the likelihood of crime. Uh, So a lot of my studies have looked at non-academic outcomes like mental health improvements from school choice, more political participation, more uh, better character development, and most importantly, uh, the, the the most interesting outcome was seeing re- large reductions in criminal activity and paternity disputes, which could be caused by uh, teenage pregnancies. Sure. Um, so school choice can benefit kids academically, obviously, but parents are choosing schools for a wide variety of different reasons. And part of those, one of the big reasons is they want their kids in a, a safer environment, one where there's less, um, you know, drug activity and gang activity happening in, in, in the system. And so uh, the kids can benefit in a lot of different ways. And I think this is why we've seen so much of a surge recently for school choice. It hasn't been because parents are upset about the test scores. That's that's part of it and always has been a, a problem with the government school system in so many places. But now parents who thought that their kids were in good public schools based on test score ratings started to see another dimension of school quality with this remote learning, with the, the Zoom school that, that didn't really work out all that well for kids academically. The benefit there was that families got to see what was going on in the classroom, and they started to see another dimension of school quality that's arguably more important than test scores, which is whether the school's curriculum aligned with their values. And a lot of families, particularly conservatives, started to see that the left has infiltrated the K-12 school system all across the country, and they're teaching their kids to hate the country and to not uh, to, to, to not have values that are aligned with their own parents. That has mobilized parents like never before. Now we're seeing school choice go gangbusters, particularly right. in red states. We're seeing a school choice revolution. So I guess talk, you know, if you want, maybe some of our listeners may not be as familiar with what school choice entails. If you could, Corey, maybe kind of give a cliff nosed version as well as maybe kind of debunking some of the myths surrounding school choice. I mean, the one that I hear most often, and I'm sure you do as well, that this will serve to defund our uh, public schools and uh, not necessarily so, Corey DeAngelis. Right. So school choice is allowing the money to follow the child to wherever they get an education. That could be the public school. If you like your public school, you can keep your public school. But for real this time, and like with the whole doctor thing, (laughs) you you can actually continue to send your child to the public school. And in fact, the studies all across the country, there are only 29 studies on the topic. It's pretty extensive, actually, body of literature. 26 of the 29 studies find statistically significant positive effects of private school choice competition on the outcomes in the public schools, too. So it's a rising tide that lifts all boats. This doesn't destroy the public schools. It actually makes them better. They up their game in response to competition. But 
look, the money could also follow the child to a private school or a charter school or home-based education option. That decision's in the hands of the parents. I would describe it as funding students, not systems. Just like we do with higher education with Pell Grants, you can take your Pell Grant scholarship to a community or public university or college if you want, but you could also take that funding, that scholarship, to a private university, whether that's a religious or non-religious university. The funding follows the decision of the student. And you we do the same thing with pre-K programs. Think about the, the Head Start program. You can choose to take your child's pre-K dollars that are funded by taxpayers to a private religious or non-religious pre-K. All I'm arguing with school choice is that we apply that same logic to the in-between years of K-12 education to fund the student as opposed to the building. And when people are screaming that this will defund the public schools, you should really ask ask them, well, why would that happen? If, if the schools are do- the public schools are doing a great job, they should have nothing to worry about. Right. So the people who scream bloody murder that this is going to destroy the public schools, one, the evidence doesn't show that, and two, uh, they're really telling on themselves that they're not confident in the services that they're providing, and three, the money doesn't belong to the schools in the first place, public yep. or private. The education funding is supposed to be meant for educating children, not for propping up and protecting a particular institution. So you can take the money to the public school and Look, allowing families to choose their grocery store, for example, it doesn't defund Walmart. I mean, no one would even say that, even if you're using taxpayer dollars like food stamps or SNAP. We all understand that with all these other programs, the funding follows the decision of the parents or the family or the student. We should do the same thing with school choice for K-12 education. The only problem is the teachers unions tend to own the Democratic Party, and so you have politicians Uh, who are Democrats who vote against it, even though their constituents, the Democratic voters, overwhelmingly support school choice and and use school choice in large numbers in, in other states. We have a couple of minutes remaining with our guest, Corey DeAngelis, again, a senior fellow at the American Federation for Children, talking uh, very passionately about school choice, has made the rounds all over the country, uh, promoting it. It's even uh, passed in a, a number of states. So the uh, uh, the revolution is definitely here, no doubt about it. Uh, Corey, I guess uh, for states that have passed school choice and parents now have the freedom to send their child to whatever school they decide, it's a pretty... that to me, I would think would be a pretty overwhelming prospect. I mean, parents, you know, it, it, I, in my growing up years, it's like we went to the school in the neighborhood where we lived. You didn't have to really give it a lot of thought about it. Now that they have the opportunity to send their child to a school that would be better for them, what kind of, is there any kind of assistance or that are going to be provided to parents to help them to make the best possible choice for their child? Yeah, it depends on the state, but uh, look, there's an application process to, to walk families through, and then there's there's different groups on the ground that help parents uh, uh, go through the process as well as, as of, of applying. It's it's different in each state, but sure. in Arizona, for example, where they just opened the floodgates and expanded it to all families, uh, in, in less than six months, over 50,000 students have already signed up for their school choice initiative uh, called Education Savings Accounts, where you can take the funding to private schools to pay for tuition and fees if you want, but you can also take that funding for any other approved education expenditures. You can use it for homeschool curriculum, private tutoring, micro schools. It's the purest form of the funding following the student, and that turns out to be about 5% of the school-aged population in Arizona. So people, parents want this, and when they have an incentive to seek out the options that work for their kids, 
they they will go and do so, and they'll they'll seek out that information. Uh, parents care about their kids more than anybody else, and uh, even parents who aren't used to navigating this system, they figure it out pretty quickly because they want a better future for their children. Absolutely. Once again, uh, Corey DeAngelis, he the uh, senior fellow at the American Federation for Children, uh, talking about uh, school choice. We appreciate uh, Corey's time today. Uh, Corey, uh, thank you again for uh, joining us. Real quick, if uh, folks want to find out more about this cause and uh, wherever they may be residing to uh, try to reach out to their legislators to uh, get on board with school choice, what's the best uh, resource people can utilize? Yeah, they can help us in the fight for education freedom by taking the Education Freedom Pledge. It's just at educationfreedompledge.com. Educationfreedompledge.com. Corey, appreciate the time today. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the work you're doing, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, on Mother's Day, a special Mother's Day edition of the Narn. One final short segment coming up. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, I'm Tanya Scott. I serve as president at Heritage Christian Academy. The first graduating class in 2001 paved the way for students to enter some of the finest colleges and universities in the country. Around the world, these alumni are sharing the gospel of Jesus and defending their faith on their campuses, in the marketplace, the military, the operating room, in their churches, in courtrooms, and in their homes. The impact of Heritage Christian Academy's four core values of truth, service, relationships, and excellence are evidenced in the lives of the men and women that have been trained to know, love, and serve Jesus. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot.
Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Hey, welcome back. I'm 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. On this uh, Mother's Day edition of the Northern Alliance, where I'm closing out the weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Yeah, the jig is up. It's a pre-recorded show. But uh, hopefully uh, you all are out uh, celebrating your moms, if your uh, moms are still with you. My mom is still with us, and uh, we're going to have a, uh, a nice dinner this weekend. So uh, it's going to be always a, always good to spend time uh, with parents and, you know, uh, my mom still likes hearing all about uh, what what I got going on in uh, in my life. So uh, she doesn't listen to the radio show because our politics are different. So she doesn't like me to talk too much about <laughs> what I talk about on the show here. But it's all good. We got plenty of other things that we can discuss. Uh, this was from a uh, Pioneer Press story this past Friday. Obviously, you heard of the tragic shooting of uh, Michael Brazel, a St. Paul man who was gunned down in front of his home when uh, a couple of thugs were breaking into his wife's car. And this was in the St. Anthony Park area of uh, St. Paul. That's not a place that typically sees a lot of violent crime, but sadly, uh, this did. This is from Mara Gottfried again of the St. Paul Pioneer Press. One of Michael Brazel's son was in his family's St. Paul home when he heard his father yell outside, What are you doing? The sound of gunshots followed according to murder charges filed Friday against a 17-year-old. Brazel's wife, who said the 44-year-old confronted someone trying to break into her car, rushed outside and found Michael Brazel shot in their front yard in the quiet St. Anthony Park neighborhood on Saturday morning. She is a registered nurse, and she gave him CPR. Paramedics took Brazel to the hospital where the father of two and youth hockey coach died of multiple gunshot wounds. Police announced Wednesday that the department's SWAT team carried out a search warrant about noon that day where the 17-year-old suspect lived in the 1600 block of East Rainy Avenue and arrested the teen. They got a break in the case from a car bumper that was left behind nearby and had a license plate on it. I think that could probably go on world's dumbest criminals if you leave a bumper behind with your light. You know, I don't mean to make light of this. This is an awfully tragic situation. And thank goodness this criminal was that stupid. But, yeah, it's pretty obvious that, you know, they panicked when they were trying to commit uh, robbing a vehicle. But I got to tell you, Probably being sent to juvie for robbing a vehicle, probably going to get a lot less time than murder charges. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Uh, The Ramsey County Attorney's Office charged Clay Swee of St. Paul with two counts of second-degree murder. One charge says it was carried out with intent, not premeditated, and the other says it was without intent while committing an aggravated robbery. This senseless act of gun violence tore a family apart as well as their community of neighbors and friends whose loss of a father, husband, friend, and coach will be felt for a lifetime, Ramsey County Attorney John Choi said in a statement. We are committed to addressing this youth's action with every appropriate measure available to us. Uh, This was the same kid who, uh, back at Harding High School, my alma mater, by the way, 
was caught on video trying to rob a classmate in the bathroom. Yeah, this was last year. It was a first-degree aggravated robbery in the bathroom at Harding High School, again, my alma mater, uh, where this kid was a student at the time. He pointed a weapon. An officer noted it appeared in a video to be a firearm or fire or replica firearm at a 15-year-old and demanded his cell phone, according to a charging document. So this this kid has a record. And... I guess spent some time in a juvenile facility and is out and committed reoffenses. So that's why this restorative justice that a lot of these progressive county attorneys are running on, like Mary Moriarty in Hennepin County, uh, it don't work a lot. I'm not saying it never works. I'm just saying you have to make distinctions. And it didn't work here. And again, this is one of these incidents where legislators are going to demagogue to try to pass gun control. Even though this kid is 17 and had a gun. No 17-year-old is allowed to own a gun under current law. But yeah, we're going to pass more laws to try to stop this? And you may accuse me of demagoguing the issue myself, but I'm just responding in kind. Because again, the, the Hennepin County Attorney, or excuse me, Ramsey County Attorney Choi, talking about Another lost life due to gun violence. Well, how does a 17-year-old who has no right to own a gun get his hands on a gun? Can we start answering those questions first before we start undermining the rights of law-abiding citizens here? That seems to be too much to ask, apparently, because these legislators want a, uh, want a, w, a perceived W on their, uh, on their scorecard because gun control is big with the progs. So. Uh, certainly uh, hope and, and pray for the best possible outcome here, that is for sure, because the Brazo family... Deserves no less. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Back in mere moments. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and executive producer of a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept I call the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollar saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even people who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better retirement with less money, call to get a free copy of this brand new movie, 1-800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free, plus two hours of bonus behind-the-scenes footage. No credit card required. Call right now. 1-800-578-3535. That's 1-800-578-3535. Again, 1-800-578-3535. 
Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.